0: Drunk mythology friends. I'm Kate, and I'm the other Jen. (laughs) And I'm Kim, and I go there. It is, and
1: I'm Kim, and I'm armed with the only weapon I'll ever need.
0: Same. (laughs) We are the sisters of the safety pin, but really, we are the drunk Drunk, Dracula gals. Dracula gals. Gross. And I think this is the last time we're saying it this year, at least. Yeah, but. You know, this isn't exactly chapter 28, but it's not an appendix. It's more like appendicitis. Yeah. I've, uh, I've got some
1: time-release morphine that we can dip into for that.
0: <laughs> Morphine-tober. That's, morphine That's what we're going to do.
1: All Saving right, the best well,
0: for last. Right? Because you know what? Here we go. We're not going anywhere because we're nope. done. Yes. Wow. It's the last recap.
1: Oh, I'm going to miss this. So
0: sad. no lie. (laughs) All right. Here we go. It's the recap for chapter 27. I mean, we knew how it was going to go down, right? But hey, if you want to take 20 out of 28 pages to go over, again, the anxiety of just traveling to try and catch up, and again, how dear Madame Mina, drink, drink (laughs) is both turning out to be a lousy transmitter and into a vampire, we get Transylvanian girls gone wild, except Mina doesn't get a chance because Van Helsing is such a goddamn cult leader cock blocker. Word. <laughs> and because these women dare to exhibit open sexuality, Van Helsing naturally has to drive a steak through their heart, cut off their head, and fill their mouth with garlic. But because Stroker can't help himself, we actually have to finish with a flourishing racist salute to the Romani Ooh. who have have to kill off one of the one decent character r.i.p quincy morris i hope you and renfield are smoking some good cigars or anything else and exchanging good hunting stories in the great literary beyond oh and dracula dies too but whatever anyway yeah or not because it's done
1: yay (laughs) so i mean i think people more know
0: this book than really have
1: have read it recently um so we were talking about what surprised us rereading it this time so kate why don't you kick off
0: Um, I, I guess to me, you know, I first read Dracula, I think when I was like a senior in high school. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So at first I was like, wow, they actually allow a female character to go along with the guys on the adventure. You know, Mina definitely had agency. Yeah. I mean, she even pulled a gun at the end. But, you know. Uh, Now reading it, I mean, all the gratuitous racism and (laughs) anti-Semitism aside, um, what actually kind of jumps out at me is I, I remember that this was published in 1897. So there's this whole kind of fin du siècle anxiety of, you know, always when a century comes to an end, there's you Know a little bit of doomsdayism and Y2K it, was the thing, uh, it, got even it, more. Got it. okay. And you know, but also you have all this new technology like the mm. telephone, the telegraph. Um, you know, just think of how often Van Helsing is traveling back and forth to Amsterdam, and that oh, right, it's going to take them three days to get to London from London to Varna, you know. Um, And there's kind of just this existential dread of living to see your entire world change. And I think all of us, being women of a certain age, we may be the last generation that actually grew up without the internet. Yeah. Right. Or cable or microwaves.
1: Yeah. Or cell phones. Cell phones, I think the GPS in my cell phone, I think has changed my life more than anything else because I have zero sense of direction. (laughs) And now I'm not afraid to just get in my car and go someplace. Right. Right. So yeah. that's that's huge. So yes. one of the things that I read that really stuck out to me—I mean, we made fun of the book the entire time we were reading it—is uh, how the uh, intention, uh, the attention span of the reader has changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you you couldn't put this down and scroll through your phone for fifteen minutes or watch something, you know, watch Forged in Fire on TV. Let's <laughs> see how they make nice. Uh, this was your entertainment for the evening, so you wanted something cut. that had that's exactly. <laughs> you, I think you, you were looking for something as a reader that. Was slow moving. That the that was atmospheric. That would suck you in. And you know he did that. Uh, it's not you know yeah. it's not modern. Um, I think. It, I mean, I hesitate to say it's not the best book I ever read. Um, but I think uh, it's- No, I'd its,
0: agree with that. You know, I think of of
1: its time. Uh, he he did what he set out to do, which which was to create
0: something more atmospheric, really, than anything else. And I I noticed that they you know he he and a lot of other authors of that era, spent a lot of time doing descriptions mm-hmm. in a way is that is Which has also really fallen out of favor. Yeah. And, and that's because we can Google that shit. Yeah. And in those days, you know, you had to describe, try to imagine mountains, but really tall and jagged ones. And mm-hmm. like, you know, he had to guide you sort of step by step through the imagery. And a
1: lot of his readers had never been to those places and didn't know what they looked like.
0: And most right. of them probably talk like Mr. Swales, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what about you, Jen? Um,
2: so I, I I haven't made any secret that I didn't grow up as a reader. Just mm-hmm. that was not my thing. Well, outside of religious books, you know, I was reading the Chronicles. The reeducation of, Narnia. of other
0: Jen coming in
2: twenty twenty three. Yes. Um. So my first time reading this. I kind of played like this was the first time, but it wasn't. This was only my second time reading it. And Mm -hmm. the first time was only about two years ago. And it was talking with you, Kate, talking about Dracula and the vampires and all of that. And I was like, okay, let me see what this book is all about. Let me see what all the hype is. And Mm -hmm. my husband, he's like, you're not going to read Dracula. That's a horror. And I'm like, well, let's see. And so I start reading and I'm like, this is so fucking boring. Oh <laughs> my God. And and I'm reading it on my phone. I'm scrolling. Mm-hmm. And yes, as Kim talked about, the attention span of the reader. I came into reading in the past decade where everything that I, I devour moves at a much faster yeah. pace they're not spending pages and pages on description because it's understood that i know the the hustle and bustle of a new york city street as you're trying to weave through the crowds you can sum that up with just those few words and the image is in everyone's mind they don't mm-hmm, need right. all the extra so the the story progresses a whole lot faster and that's to me this was okay let me slow down and in the first reading, I probably missed a ton yeah. that reading it this time around, it kind of was like reading it for the first time because you guys slowed the whole process down. If, doing if you this, can imagine
1: slowing <laughs> this book down.
2: Doing it, you know, <laughs> limiting it to one chapter a day. And it's been, well, okay, we've cheated. We've recorded, you know, two a we day. Re- but we pre-recorded it, some of these. Yeah. Um it's you know, one when, when we're reading it in this manner, I have to pay attention. Mm-hmm. I can't skim. And so right. I I did right. pick up a lot. Yeah a- and it's hard for me to, to pinpoint any specific anything that stood out because it all stood
1: out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um, I think uh, reading it, uh, it I, I didn't really absorb, and it's probably skimmed it, I didn't really absorb how badly Renfield was abused and treated. Yeah. I didn't really absorb that uh, Lord Godalming really was kind of a coward. I didn't really absorb that Jonathan uh, was deeply post-traumatic stress disordered. Right. And that Quincy was, what the hell was Quincy even doing there? He barely knew those people. But doing it this way, I, so I, what I got Quincy? to So Quincy. All right. We really got to learn these who these people were uh, because yeah. we were forced to slow down. And I think yeah. that might have been the experience of The Reader when it was produced originally. And, and
0: actually, yeah. one last thing on my part was um, – so – One of the things, like I go through these little phases where for a couple of months, I'll just like dive so deep into one topic or another topic. And, you know, at one point- That's actually a syndrome. You should look into it. uh, Yeah. (laughs) There's probably medication for that (laughs) Um, or more of this. But um, during the pandemic, I got really, really into like studying cults and especially like Jonestown because I think I must have been like- four or five, when Jonestown actually like went down, and my mom remembers it. And you know, I was listening to podcasts and audiobooks, and then I started, you know, <clears throat> with the way politics and belief and everything has sort of spiraled out of control. Yeah. Um, I started noticing like that there's a lot of cultishness in our world today, and yeah, one might say, yeah. It, but Van Helsing is a fucking cult leader. Like he is doing everything step by step. He is introducing new vocabulary. He is breaking them down. He is forcing them to do terrible things more and more so that even if they want to get out, there's no real way to get out without implicating yourself in, oh, yeah. I don't know, three unexplained deaths, you know? But yeah, the, the it,
1: withholding of information. Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
0: And uh, just. His behavior, like, really set my hackles up. Um,
1: Particularly, we see this at the end when he's forced to kill the three women. Um, He kills Lucy also, and he was prepared to kill Mina. So I think you can easily see him as that Abrahamic uh, figure standing between women's sexuality and the good and pure rest of society.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And And especially because it wasn't, you know, he only hesitates in the moment when those women's sexuality was directed at him. Right. You know. Right. Didn't
1: so Arthur... he's basically the
2: bad guy. <laughs> Wasn't it Arthur I... that killed Lucy? Was Wasn't it? he the one that was? Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, you're another right. point. You're right. Up, a... you made a mention of this at some point. I think it was up until. <clears throat> we had the scene with dracula and mina it's there's things before that scene oh, yeah, and then yeah, there's yeah. after that scene you picked up that after that scene there was a t-
0: it, just the whole uh, there was a lot filter. of shoehorning of religion yes the whole f- yeah. filter that- of catholicism
2: christianity just re- it was
0: so religious i kind of wonder if of. that was maybe the voice of the editor maybe because what it editor? seems well when he came out of his what? stupor from rocking quietly in the corner and he read this he's like shit this ain't gonna pass the censors but okay, then we gotta get what, god in here if you remember before that scene
2: there were so many mentions of mythology Mm-hmm. As right. Arthur is is pounding that stake into Lucy's heart, he makes the analogy of Thor with Mjolnir. You're right.
1: That's right. And uh, Van Helsing talks frequently about these are the superstitions, and there may be some truth to them. Yeah. And then that kind of just got put aside mm-hmm.
0: because yeah. we're still Victorian, and if we're going to have kissing and people in their night clothes who are not married, then we either have to mark this as a forbidden book or put a lot of God in there. To make up for it. Yeah. And I don't know. I kind of start to see the voice, the hand of an editor saying, okay, and here would be a good place to put God. Here would be a good place to put God. Because it feels in some ways very shoehorned at the end of every remark. They're like, you know, Mina's like, oh, this is so terrible. I'm unclean, unclean. (laughs) I'm tainted. But it's as God wills. Yeah. You know what I mean? It seems like very jarring, but. Yeah. So um, I know we've all had a lot of things going on this month. (laughs) Oh my God. Have we ever? (laughs) Yeah. It's been a challenge recording. What have you guys like felt? (laughs) <laughs> with this little
1: adventure. of, You know what? I have actually loved it. And uh, I've am i I'm not worked in an office for a number of years. I write full time. And I've been writing in the morning and working with you guys and recording, which is my first career in the afternoon. So I keep telling uh, Dion, my husband, how, how much I love having these different things to do during the day. So I thoroughly enjoyed it.
2: For me, I had a lot of stressful things going on this week, this month, this year, <laughs> this pandemic, <Yeah. laughs> and i've I, I've talked about some of it. You know, yeah. plenty. Um, this has been a much needed step away from all of that. Uh, a nice little escape, and it's been, you know, oh what, you know what, this
0: stuff, it, it'll be what it'll be.
1: Yeah. I'm yep. just gonna It's in God's hands.
0: It's in God's hands. <laughs> Hashtag day drinking. That's my story. I'm sticking with it. <laughs> I'm not saying what time of
1: day
2: we've
0: been recording all of this. Uh yeah. Oh, they can guess. Anyway, um so <laughs> So what about you, Kate? Uh me? I've 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 been busy just trying to, you know, do the pro- you know, production and social media and you know, she is the
1: getting, she is the
0: Van Helsing of, of our group. <laughs> so
1: she definitely very. is the chief chief cheerleader and yeah. uh I I in am charge.
0: Like, I have the idea for the podcast, huh?
1: You just wanted <laughs> to use that accent. Tell the truth. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So on the first day that I, we did
1: this, I was like, I think Mina should be from Staten Island. And you were like, yeah, yes. that's a great idea. I, I hope that nobody was offended and it wasn't yeah. a terrible decision. I mean, we,
2: who what, was we, it? You said you made a parallel to the character on... um Bob's Burgers. Bob's After Burgers. a while, I
1: realized that I was impersonating Linda Belcher. Yes. And it's absolutely spot on. Thank you I, very much. I love her. <laughs> I was like, just imagine that Linda's telling you a bedtime, a ghost story.
0: Yes. (laughs) Take it from there. (laughs) But Uh, I know for a fact that Kim has been in the final throes of working on the edits of her latest book, which is coming out when? December 13th,
1: assuming I finish it. No, 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 I will. I will. I will. I I believe in me. (laughs) Uh, The series is- You have the
0: face of Van Helsing behind you. (laughs)
1: Oh my God. Now I'm full of terror. Um, (laughs) The series is called New World Magic, as opposed to Old World Magic, which we have been just discussing for the last month. And it's a story set in Washington, D.C. about a bartender and the first chapter, a bartender named Ruby, who on her way home from work one morning uh, saves the life of a unicorn, who is a unicorn shifter. And they have adventures and the fae get involved. And uh, the fourth book is called A Poisoned Garden. And it comes out December thirteenth, and there are vampires in this series, although yeah. they are not—they're not—they're uh, they neither don't sparkle. Anne, they don't—they don't sparkle. They're not sexy Anne Rice vampires, which was really my high school introduction to everything a vampire yes. ought to be. Oh my God, but, the Queen you know, of I the was Damned! Just, I was just about old enough to get the subtext when I started reading those books, uh, and I love them dearly, and I love her work. Um, but uh, my vampires are disgusting because they're dead. They smell terrible. They're trash vampires. They're, they're trash vampires, but they—they're used by the uh, undead. The, the undead. The xeno uh, community, which is what mm. the fairy tale creatures call each other and themselves, xeno being Latin for stranger. Uh-huh. Um, which I
0: love the fact that like you've sort of just built them into some sort of normalcy, it, coexisting with everybody. Everything can't be, you know. The, you know, fit crazy when
1: you're trying, yeah. you're, even though you may be a troll, you still got to send your kids to preschool, so they got to get their vaccinations, right? Right. You got. You're trying. They're just trying to live their lives. So they they are used by me- the vampires are used by messengers because they will do literally anything because they're all nuts because there's not much left up there Uh because they get played paid in blood and that's really all they want. So there are vampires in this book in in small roles, although one role is actually rather larger. But One we'll leave that.
0: has a lot of reverb to it. yes, yeah. <laughs> which yeah. continues.
1: yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, so the question I ask in this book is, what would you do if they were like these fairy tale creatures that are suddenly real and they live next door to you?, uh, would you want that? what well, if I guess if they were beautiful, maybe that would be fine. but if but they were what if they're not? Yeah what if they're not? What if they're dangerous? How would you feel about them then? So there's a lot of tension in the community between the human mortal society and then the Xeno society is something else. And then the Fae society, we've got the Sealy Court and the Unsealy Court, which I love them all so much because you can, oh, you know, you, you can, you can have so many things play out. Gorgeous. In those, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the world building is one of my favorite things to do. So oh, I get to do quite a bit of that. And you so yes. fucking you well. the best. So, so amazing yeah. Thank world you. building. I love you. I, you yes. know, I love you guys. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, the whole series, uh, books one, two, and three are out. And book four, Poison Garden, comes out on December 13th. Yeah, and you can right. find we'll me put at the links uh, and
0: everything to thank every, you. all of it.
1: KimAlexanderOnline.com. I'm easy to find them everywhere, wherever books are sold. Yeah. And thank you, Kate, for dragging me into this. I had the best time. I yeah. am
0: so glad you didn't run screaming at any point. And even if you did, you allowed me to drag you back. So, um, I did want to share that. Um, Once I read Dracula, like I kind of got into reading different versions and explorations. And recently um, I came across a couple of really good sort of side retellings, like not an actual Dracula retelling, but um, there's one- Using that as a
1: jumping off point.
0: Yeah. There's a book called The Dracula Dossier, which Mm -hmm. fictionalizes Bram Stoker Oh. In his uh, journey of writing Dracula, and it oh. uses the same sort of diary and memoranda and telegram receipt sort of structure, and it it also embraces a lot of the you know his occult history that was happening at the time. Like at the mm. in the 1890s, you had a lot of like. Um, golden, uh, what was it? The Golden Temple or something like that. It was sort of like a pseudo occult satanic society um, that was like big in London and it ties that and, you know, 19th century lunatic asylums and the theater community. And like, it brings a lot of the threads. It's as if we're following a stoker, Stroker (laughs) through imagining how his plot was going to come together. Cool. It's really, really good. Interesting. So it's called The Dracula Dossier. And then I read a book called Dracul, which is by, uh, and I'm going to butcher her name, but Darcy Stoker, who is an actual descendant. Oh! <gasps> Well, I've
1: actually spoken to when I was at XM, I worked on book radio and interviewed people. I got to talk to Dacre Stoker. Who oh, his, Dacre. Okay, yeah. sorry, I thought it was Darcy. Yeah, it's 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 a guy, Dar, Dar, Dacre Stoker. Yeah. Okay, Ooh. so he nice wrote
0: he wrote Dracula, yeah. which um, starts with uh, sort of Stoker's childhood in potato famine Dublin. Oh wow! And, and it's so good. And then the other book that I absolutely adore, is The Historian by Elizabeth Kostova. I didn't like that book at all. Really?
1: Did not like I thought every single character had exactly the same voice.
0: Oh, interesting. There's a
1: 16-year-old girl and a Van Helsing-esque character. Everybody spoke the same. Didn't like it.
0: Okay. I'm I very didn't much think...
1: in the minority because it was a very popular book.
0: Yeah. I, I found that it was a little slow in parts, but also, like, I just, I loved the thoroughness thoroughness of the plot mm-hmm. and the research, because every single thing, even though it seems so minor, is like it feeds into this big, big, big thing. I'll have to go back and look at their voices, but interesting because I, I have that on my shelf of fiction I would save in a fire. Okay. And then finally, um, I really enjoyed the Castlevania series on Netflix.
1: Netflix. That was the hottest thing I have ever
0: seen. Seriously. Do I get to hot? watch this?
1: That was hot like fire. I recommend it to everyone. It was so great. Yeah. It's hot. It's a it's gory. It's not for the kids. It's Definitely not, for not for the, for kids. the kids. Is I this going to be too gory need- for me? Because I don't have I will have need to tell you when to close your eyes. You know,
0: okay. It's anime.
1: Splashes it- of blood. But... Yeah, it's, it was it's so a cartoon, good.
0: But okay, I think the second season is when we really start to get the like. <laughs> Although the uh, Alucard Belmont fight at the end of the first season, yeah, I can see that. I can dig it. So hot. And then also, you know, in the public domain, there's Dracula's Guest, which is also written by Bram Stoker. Oh, I never <sighs> even heard of that. Mm-hmm. It's a little uh, fan fiction he did of his own work. Bless. And Carmilla.
1: Yeah, no, that's a that's a good one.
0: And if you've ever read that, you're like, oh my god, how did I miss all the lesbian subtext in it?
1: Yeah. Oh okay. yeah, it's not even subtext.
0: <laughs> not even. Wow. But yeah. You guys okay. have any vampire stuff that you followed? Well, we already
1: that- we already mentioned Anne Rice. Uh, I haven't started the AMC series yet, but. Uh, Anne's work was a big influence on my own. I think her use of language is so luscious mm-hmm. and delicious. I mean, she you know went off on crazy tangents and involved aliens yeah. and
0: Atlantis and whatnot. But the first three books were just so beautiful and so well. Like she, you know, usually when you have like you know before the nineties, say. Authors tend to forget what they wrote in books one and two by the time they get to book you know, three. That's,
1: I can testify. What color did that person's eyes have? I have no idea.
0: <laughs> that's why I believe in proofreading pages. <laughs> Part of the uh, story Bible. But anyway, yeah, that's a whole other topic. But she actually like had the real continuity going through all of it. And it was so beautiful.
1: Mm. One thing I thought was very interesting about her is, uh, how she got bored with Lewis and fell in love with Lestat. And I call that Lestat syndrome when a car, a secondary character just takes over and the, mm-hmm. you know, it happens. Sasha. A lot. Oh my God. How did you know? <laughs> <laughs> it happened to me. It happened to me. I'm unclean.
0: <laughs> forever unclean. I've I'm I'm tainted. Ew. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. So, um, I've also been keeping notes just for your interest on all the things we've sort of said, huh? That's it, that's weird or whatever that means. Right. And uh I'm I feel like I'm gonna do a big old roundup deep dive. Okay. On everything from the aerated bread company to the hotchpotch to yep. the yep. traveler's Aladdin. typewriter. And also at some point, Lord Byron. Yes. Because who knows, maybe next year we'll do Frankenstein. <gasps> Is that public domain? Yeah. Yeah! Yay!
2: I mean, I, I figure it probably would be. It's old. Yeah,
0: that's yeah. Cool. So that's, that's, is
1: that another epistolary
0: novel? I don't know if it's epistolatory. Epistolatory. Um, excuse me. I don't remember. I don't
1: remember either. I, well, I, I guess we'll remember,
0: find out. You know, I remember being surprised that Frankenstein was the doctor and not the monster. Oh yeah, <laughs> Doctor Frankenstein. Yeah. Oh, oops. Oops. <laughs> yeah. So there we go. We did it.
1: What are we going to do with our afternoons now? I guess I could finish my book. Uh,
0: Yeah. Yeah. I could get to work on the other episodes. (laughs) But yeah.
2: Yeah. I'll be just trying to catch up on all the other tasks. We're here for you. Yeah. I might clean my house too. Not actually,
1: but we're here for you. (laughs) There you oh, go. and I have to like feed the cats and vacuum, which I haven't done since we started doing this. The cats are on strike.
0: <laughs> vacuum? What's that? <laughs> so,
2: yeah, this was fun. I really had a lot of fun doing this. Me yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Um, so, yeah. All right, somebody wrap it up. All yeah. right. Well, um, you know, we still have the Patreon. It's a few more days. That's right, because that one dollar
2: offer that expires, it goes away. November first, mm-hmm. you're out of luck. So you gotta get jump on that October thirty first, and you can continue. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like you just have until the end of October. It's you have to join by yeah. October thirty first, and after that, it locks down. And so that's right. Um, so you'll get get in the club get in the cult yeah and so we have all of our other lit crit episodes over there and there was mention of little mermaid that came up in one of these chapters and we cover that
0: over there yes we do yeah for everybody yes (laughs) because if you've never read the original little mermaid you're in for a surprise (laughs) oh boy yeah (laughs) Let me tell you about Hans Christian Andersen. I Actually, didn't he mention Hans Andersen? He yeah, did. He said it was Hans Andersen. <laughs> the, the duckling, the ugly duckling. Yeah. That's I don't remember right.
2: what that was an analogy for, but it was... I don't this
0: remember What you know, was the big was swan, not the little duck? Right. <laughs> <laughs> it is an analogy, do you not understand? <laughs> but yep, you know what so. you can understand? You can follow us on social media. <laughs> no, I, let me go
1: back to our social media page here so I can...
0: Yeah, so we can help you with that. That's um. right. So we are on Instagram at Drunk Mythology Gals,
1: yep. on Twitter
2: at Drunk Myth Gals, on the web at Gals dot com.
0: We're on TikTok at Drunk Mythology Gals. And you can email us,
2: gals at drunkmythologygals.com. We might not check email, but
0: you can email us. (laughs) That's (laughs) That's right. For a try. (laughs) And thanks again for joining us for this crazy journey. Yay, thank you. subscribe, leave a rating, a review, and tell your friends and family about us, especially if they're like, hey, I hear you have a new interest in classic literature. Have you ever read Frankenstein? (laughs) No. Finally. (laughs) Always remember if the undead can behave badly then so, so can, can you, you. So can you so can you